Welcome to the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Constance, and today we're talking about self-gaslighting. Let's get right to it. I saw a post that inspired me to start having this conversation, but what also inspired me was a card that I pulled as something that we need to be working on right now, and that is the card Oblivion. So Oblivion has to do with denial, and gaslighting is denial. So that I thought that was interesting. And we're talking about open your arms. We're talking about opening your arms to your emotions. And if you were to really think about it in society, how many of us were taught to shame ourselves about our emotions? Like I was talking about in my post that I posted about anger. So anger is one that we shame ourselves around. There's sadness, there's jealousy, being irritated. We're talking about opening your arms and we're talking about the emotions and they're being denied by other people and we hear it growing up too like it's not that bad or it doesn't hurt that much and when you have to really think about here is that that person isn't in your body they're not in any way or form embodying your experience only you can do that and we need to be more open now to starting to being within our own experience when you learn growing up to deny your own experience, you find more and more ways to continue to deny your own experience. And when you do leave a narcissistic relationship, it is very common for you to find yourself trying to get lost in that person again. And we do that through all the books on understanding narcissists, on understanding all their tactics and stuff. But is that really healing? That is only a small part of the healing is understanding what that person was doing and what was going on in that situation. Now you have to understand why did it happen? And it has to do with what we feel safe and comfortable with, what we learn to do to ourselves. We learned gaslighting our own selves and that's why we allow it to happen. We deny our own feelings. We push our body in so many different ways all the time. And it's really sad to see it happening Sometimes we don't eat when we need to eat. Sometimes we don't go to the bathroom when we need to go to the bathroom right away. We are denying our own body and we are not embodying being a human being. And it happens way too often. We get, we try to deny and deny what's going on like crazy, even to the point that we're using food and substances to deny what's going on. So I have a lot more that I want to go into with this card here because it's also talking about that once you see the beauty in the dark. So these are, so I didn't get to say this because I did the live before and it didn't work. So this is a shadow work card, Oblivion. It's part of three cards that I have for you today that are things that we need to work on to focus on. But any shadow work is going to bring you closer to your light. Because as I have defined before, what is shadow work? Shadow work is you understanding what is in front of the light and creating the shadow in my life right now so that my light is being blocked. And then once I know what that shadow is and I understand it, then it's fully, my light is fully shown into the world and I am authentic. But until I know what is creating the shadow, what is this thing? You can think of when you were a kid and you're playing with a light and creating shadows on a wall. Well, your hand is the thing that's blocking it. What is that block? What is the block in your life? And that is shadow work, is figuring out the blocks. So I know shadow work Shadow work can sound a lot scarier depending on who describes it to you or just the term itself, shadow work. 
So I wanted to go into that a bit. If the camera is too close, I cannot see it. I'm going to try to see it over here real quick. So it looks like I'm okay. Somewhat. <laughs> Anyways, so we're talking about here with oblivion is, um, so when we gaslight ourselves, we are also trying to find a way I want to segue into this also, but let me just backtrack here. So something that we also learn growing up that this card has to do with the oblivion and opening your arms is that when we deny our emotions, we end up in self-pitying, we end up in victimization. And victimization is not empowering. And for the longest time, I thought I healed from narcissistic abuse, but then I had to get to this other place and spirituality brought me there. And that was, I had to stop the story of so-and-so did this to me and like, I can't believe people like that do that stuff and all these things. And it was really, when I, when I really feel into it now and then also, it was still disempowering and I had to figure out why am I still feeling disempowered, even though I thought I moved through it. So I had to work through victimization and redoing my story. And that's a big part of what this card has to deal with, with oblivion. So now you have to learn how to reframe the story. So it's not suffering and it's, it's some sort of medicine. Any experience that we go through, any people that we run into could be animal medicine, plant medicine, people medicine, triggered by people medicine. And it's understanding why did I need this experience? And I needed that experience to understand how I was self gaslighting. I needed to understand that the things that I was looking for in someone else, I could give to myself. I didn't need to outsource any of that. And in outsourcing my safety, when I didn't feel safe within myself, I never let myself feel safe within myself. And I always relied on someone else because someone in my childhood denied me that whatever I had within me, my, um, my intuition, to not trust that because it did, it wasn't aligned with them. It didn't align with their agenda. And that's something that we need to come back to is our intuition and trusting it. So my abusive ex was doing everything I did to myself, to be honest with you. When he gaslighted me, I allowed it because I was gaslighting myself. I denied my own feelings. I denied my own experience all the time. It's not that bad. It didn't hurt. He didn't mean to do that. Like I always denied, denied, denied. And I told myself that I was wrong whenever I thought someone else was wrong. So it is not a surprise. It is something that I had to realize, though. I had to start to be that person who was going to be like, no, that was my experience. I know what I felt. My feelings are real. My, I, my eyes work. I see what I saw. I'm like, like he would um, tell me flat out, like, oh, no, that's not what was written by someone when I caught him cheating like ridiculous things like that and it's like okay so now I'm not supposed to trust my eyes and stuff like that and then you you talk to other people about it and they're like oh maybe it wasn't so bad and all these things and and hearing all those different perspectives where I was denied 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 it's actually what brought me to my truth and for me standing up and me like no I trust my eyes I trust my ears I trust my senses and coming to full embodiment but we have to be willing to do that and it's in our own proper timing don't rush it Although, you know, we all wish people would rush it, but people come to it when they're meant to. 
So he denied my own reality and experience, as did I, and he made me feel unsafe, as did I. And he wasn't someone trustworthy, which I didn't believe I was trustworthy because I learned early on that um, if you want to people please, you can't trust yourself. So there was a lot of self-gaslighting that was learned early on. And I denied my pain and told myself when I should be, you know, like, oh, it's, as I said, not, it's not that bad. Like so many times my mom would tell me that my, my period cramps were not that bad. When we think about it, who's having the cramps? Who would know? Me. So I didn't have to like walk around pretending I wasn't experiencing pain. So we must ask how the experience is a reflection, whatever we're going through, whatever that person did to us. How do I do that to myself? That is something that we have to ask. And that happens also in when we feel triggered by someone, which is an interesting thing to realize is that that is also a reflection in some form. Like, I can't stand when that person is always going on and on and doesn't realize that they're hurting other people's emotions. It's like, okay, so how do I do that to myself? How do I have internal dialogue that I'm not really completely aware of is actually harming me? And that's shame and that's guilt that we use sometimes to motivate ourselves, which is crazy to motivate ourselves to, for safety reasons, you want to keep yourself safe. So then you use shame and guilt on yourself, or maybe you want to get yourself to accomplish a goal. So then you keep shaming and guilting yourself because that's what you learned early on was either one of your parents was doing it or they were doing it to you. And it's really important to understand where you come from when you shame yourself. And I have some questions for you to explore for that. So I want to make sure I didn't miss something with what I was talking about here. But yeah, you don't want to get too lost in all the books on narcissism and not understanding yourself because it's another way of avoidance. You are not used to being within yourself. So you're going to gravitate towards the books, gravitate towards anything outside of you because it's only natural. It's all you know is being outside of you. And things like um, meditation really helped me to be more within myself. And it's it's really hard to be present when you've been through things. I, I understand that because the present moment at one point was unsafe for you and it just never stopped being unsafe for a while. So I totally get that. So it's taking it in stride. And I understand that you like doing things that are action-packed because that's the way that we grew up. We were always on edge. So you can become present in doing things in the moment, just like doing the dishes, going on a walk, and just being with yourself in those moments. You don't have to sit. I understand also that some of us had to sit when we were bad, and we have to work through that before we can sit in, in meditation because it was a punishment before. So there's a lot of reasons that certain things are difficult and it's desiring to understand ourselves and to love ourselves and to come full circle. Once we know why we are the way we are, then we can actually be the person we want to be. So how do we use shame is what we have to explore. Do you use it to keep yourself in line, to keep yourself motivated? Does reminding yourself of things you want to prevent happening again 
of your fears really make you feel motivated or do they drain your energy? Like really feel into that. Sometimes when I'm trying to prevent the past from happening again, I lose my desire to accomplish any of my goals. I'm sure some of you have experienced that too. So let me come back to, I just want to make sure that it's working on there. So you want to really like check in with your body language too. This card is a lot about body language. She's holding on to her arms like this. She's closed off from the world. This is not, <laughs> this is not very welcoming. So feeling into your body and seeing, are my fists clenched? So, hey love. Am I, um, am I open to the world in my own body language? And you can just do like a body scan to find that out. And you can, so study your own body language. So we're talking about um, self-gaslighting. I went over in here and um, I'm giving some tips right now on how to work through shame. And these are some things that I've been working on for my birth coming up because you can't have I mean, you're not going to get rid of all your trauma before you give birth. That's not realistic, but you can give yourself the tools that when you're in a situation where you need motivation, you're not going to use fear. You're not going to use shame to motivate yourself. It's not very motivating. So do I feel like I have to control myself through self-shaming? That's like a heavy question that I answered today and I really learned a lot from it. So do I feel like I have to control myself through self-shaming? Where does this come from? Who did I see do this in my life? Did someone motivate me through shame as a child? Explore what brings you joy, things you love that you need and want, and how can you create motivation that is geared more towards things that you need and want? And some of you, maybe you grew up like me and you have a parent from a third world country. So then needs and wants, like anything that you didn't actually need was like, no, I'm not allowed. And this is where we have to go, it's allowed because you want to motivate yourself here. So what is something that you don't really need that you can enjoy for a moment? And this is how they teach you with kids too, like if you want to motivate your kid is that you, you give them something that can be used up. So they, ha they keep earning it again and again. It's very motivational. So what's something like that? Ice cream. Like if I go out for an ice cream, it's gonna last only a certain amount of time. So, so explore what brings you joy and how can you create motivation that is empowering through the things that we're talking about, like what you actually love and your own love language. I have a link here for you. I put it on the side, save myself some time, discover your love language and see how can I use those things as motivation? Is there a, like if you like people helping you out a service, then maybe you can have someone help you with your social media or something. You can have someone come and clean your apartment once, whatever it is that you want to give yourself motivation to earn so that it's, I mean, I wouldn't feel shame in that. So there's so many other things you can do. Um, if you love gifts, you can gift yourself a lovely dress as motivation. Instead of you going, like, remember what happened last time you tried to do a live? It didn't work. And then you're not even, like, allowing yourself to be prepped. And you're just, you're just stuck. So that's just some ideas on that. So let me know if this was helpful and...
what parts you loved. I would love to hear that. So that's about the Oblivion card. So now I'm going to go into the second card that I pulled. The second card I pulled is Maximus. This card shows one lantern that's lit. There's actually three of them. It's on a dinner table and there's blood going down the table. So how can you feed others when your own table is empty? This is a reminder to us also of remembering ourselves and not getting too lost in other people and being more conservative with our own energy and knowing that whatever you give to others, whatever you're doing for them, that magic that you give into their lives, you need to give that magic to yourself. You deserve your own magic. We are so giving to others, yet we are here needing all of it from ourselves, the love and everything else. And as I said before, like the example I was giving, and if you check out my my latest podcast that I had, I'm going to be posting another one this week. But in there, I talk about how we always are outsourced. We are always bothered by things that people do that we actually do too. And the example I gave before was that um, you get so annoyed with people because they don't watch what they say to you. And they're always saying, being so cruel and all these things. And then you have to go, whoa, 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 wait, I... I do stuff like that to myself. Like I'm not very mindful of how I speak to myself within myself. And then it's like, whoa. And it doesn't bother you as much when people do things. It will still bother you, but it won't bother you as much that you're just like, why is that like the one thing that bothers me so much? It won't be as bad. And when you give from a place that you feel fulfilled, it doesn't feel like a chore to help people. So that's another thing to keep in mind here. And a point that the, the card makes is that this is also about you have something within you that you're not expressing, that you're not giving to the world right now, whether it's not giving it to yourself and it's a gift and it needs to be expressed and shown. So whatever that is, I'm sure you know what that is, that you're holding back on. It's time for you to show your light. Whatever that idea that you have that you keep, okay, I'm going to do it now. And then you go, no, 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 not the right time. And like you define the right time. Like you should definitely check out my latest podcast. It's going to help you with that. So I'm just going to put that here too, because waiting on people to change, waiting on circumstances to change, it is just avoidance. It allows us to stay stuck and stuck can be very comfortable. Let's be honest. So let me post that in the comments. I wish I didn't forget to do that one. And the other card that we have is tangibility. So make your dreams real. So this card is a little bizarre with how they define it for the actual card book. So they want you to actually look for what animals call to you right now. And the gift in that is that whatever attracts you to them See how they act, really be present with them. In that present moment, you're going to get a message. Of course, you can always look them up online, but like, I guess my animal right now will be my cat. And it's the understanding, I feel like, that 
Well, she's tired right now, but <laughs> if I had to pick anything, um, is that sometimes we get lost in the idea that affection and love has to be like really, really um, like showy and stuff like that all the time. But sometimes it's just someone sitting next to you and being with you when you're uncomfortable, when you just need someone there. And that's what my cat is doing right now. Cause I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I'm not having like the best day. Look at how late it took me to like get online to do a live right now. So I've been having um, some pains today. So, so that was part of it. But I also know, and my husband motivated me to get, to go live still, even though it didn't work earlier too, is that um, I'm very aware that I get, I feel sick before I do anything with talking live. So I can keep telling myself it's pregnancy, but it might not be. So it might just be my own, my own fear. Cat is my animal right now. Yeah, I feel that too. I mean, mine's always, even when I don't feel good, she's still loving me and being there. And that is just a lovely thing. She's not expecting from me. She'll just lay next to me and like, I feel bad. I'm like, I'm not doing anything, but at the same time, sometimes love is just being present for someone. It's, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. And we forget that sometimes. And that's a beautiful thing. This was an awesome topic to share with you, obviously, because we always see gaslighting as outside and we forget about forget about the self-gaslighting that goes on inside once you leave the abuse and even during. So let me know in the comments about your key takeaways and check out all the other podcasts I've had. And don't forget to like and share.